Good morning, folks. It's time for Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show about the crucial political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and the nation at large. Join us for a stimulating, thought-provoking discussion. You'll get the facts as we focus on the challenges facing everyone. Good morning, folks. Welcome to Democratic Perspective. Um, we have a different kind of show for you today um, with uh, Gary Lamaster. You're there, Gary? In, I am. In Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, with a winter storm warning coming in. I bet. It's rainy and cold here. I bet it, I bet in Minnesota it's something else. Uh, before we start the show, I want to um, announce the, the annual door meeting. Um, what people who don't ever do politics don't realize is that politics is really kind of fun and interesting and, um, it, it's enjoyable. So on, um, January 15th, that's a Sunday, uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. in St. Andrew's, uh, Episcopal Church in West Sedona, they're having their annual meeting. Uh, they've rented, uh, the, the church for that, uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, these are always fun. There's always huge potluck dinners. I mean, uh, you could take home uh, enough to feed the family for a week if <laughs> a food left over. Wonderful food. Um, the information on how to contact it and what to do is available on the door website, and they have the name of an organizer to to. Um, communicate with about what you're going to bring and stuff. Um, and and they want you to let her know when you're bringing a, a main dish or a side dish or a dessert. Or, beverages are going to be provided. Balloons, wow, balloons and other festive items are welcome. <laughs> no confetti, please. Uh, no confetti because we have to sweep the floor afterwards. <laughs> Confetti's hard to sweep off the floor. Anyway, the annual door um, uh, meeting is February 15th um, from 5 to 7 p.m. It's a potluck dinner with lots of speakers. I don't, unfortunately, have a list of who's speaking, but they're usually major Democrats who've run for office and been supported by Door. Um, we always thank Door for supporting Democratic Perspective, Um Today we're going to um, to do a show about about democratic perspective. What democratic perspective is, how it got started, who was involved, and so forth and so on. Um, it's I think it's pretty unique. Um, democratic perspective is sponsored by an organization. It was founded in 2011. Uh, it's founded by an organization that we invented. Everything connected with us is local. It was local people who founded it. it was a, it's a local organization. And it was, we formed a group called Verde Valley Independent Democrats. We're not directly members of the Democratic Party, not legally members of the Democratic Party. We're supporters of uh, a lot of the Democratic things Democrats do. And, um, Gosh, I think in in 11, 12 years now, coming on 12 years, 
the number of disputes we've had with the Democratic Party is is very small, particularly on a local and and uh, county level. Um, in the early years, uh, uh, some of the candidates were not too good. I mean, they weren't very effective candidates, and we were always nice to them because <laughs> we were glad that somebody would run, you know, in this Republican environment. Um, but as years went on, it, it, the, the quality of the candidates has just gone up. And the candidates who were running in the early years may have been, not been great speakers. That's what I'm talking about. They may not have been great speakers or, 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 or have a lot of political skills in meeting people and talking to people and getting across their ideas. But they were all, all a decent, uh, uh, honorable bunch of people. Um, Democratic perspective has a statement, and and Gary and I were talking about the show before the, about on uh, we went on air. Um, and, and here's a, here's how the statement starts. This is a statement written in 2011. Democratic perspective is brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats a working group founded in 2011 to bring a broad spectrum of accurate information, moderate, progressive, liberal, democratic, to the general public. We will examine issues and ideas from different perspectives that challenge the prevailing political wisdom of both parties. Democratic perspective can be heard, and and the the hours have not changed that much, except that when we started on air, we were 15 minutes long, and we're now 45 minutes long. Um, For the first 10 years or so, or nine years, eight years, the show was co-hosted by Mike Cosentino and uh, myself. Um, The format and stuff hasn't changed. The, the, the original working group, we call it a working group, folks, because it, it wasn't a political club. It wasn't a membership organization. It was a group of people who worked on the radio show. It was that simple. And the people who are working on the radio show are Democratic Perspective Working Group. Uh, Mike Cosentino, uh, Gary LeMaster, Dick Searle, Marv Stalkup, uh, William Timmerman, Chuck Williamson, Stephen Williamson. Um, Gary and I are the last two uh, members of the original working group in 2011 that are still with the show. Um, and Gary is with the show even though he lives in Minnesota. I mean, I, this guy is, is pretty amazing. We had a couple of cons- uh, consultants, Frank Constanzo and Jim Ledbetter, and uh, the uh, Jim Ledbetter Law Group. We were kind of reared up in the early days. There was a lot of really aggressive right-wing mm, phony lawsuits. In other words, a lawsuit that's just going to cost you a bunch of money that they plan to lose in the end because they have more money than you did. And uh, so when, when things started out, we were kind of lawyered up and we were concerned about it. We probably should not have formed um, democratic perspective as a um, lobbying group because we don't lobby. We've never lobbied. We actually don't really uh, formally endorse candidates. We don't... Uh, uh, we interview and talk to the candidates that we think are worth your folks listening to, 
that we think are are good or the better candidates on the spectrum, or candidates that should be considered. Maybe they're not the the the, the candidates that Gary and I would support, but they're, they're good enough candidates and serious enough candidates that we think you could should consider them. So we've never been a, a kind of a propaganda group. We're really a um, magazine of the air, uh, a, a political magazine, um, verbal instead of written, and we look at issues, and we usually, each episode, uh, and 45 minutes sounds like a long time, but if you, if you listen to us, you'll, you'll see how quickly the amount of time goes by. So, Gary, who were some of the early people we had when we first started out? You have a list, right? Yeah, I am. Uh... I'd like to emphasize that, that the name of the group is Verde Valley Independent Democrats, and and uh, I think we've we've kind of shown our independence as we've gone along. We've, we've had a, an amazing number of guests. I was going back through the list. Um, you know, in the beginning, we uh, our very first guest was uh, Congresswoman uh, Ann Kirkpatrick, but uh, following her, we had. Uh, the former uh, uh, chair of the Democratic Party, Howard Dean. Uh, we had uh, Senator Kister, uh, Kirsten Sinema, uh, former governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson, uh, Congressman Alan Grayson from Florida, uh, Noam Chomsky and his daughter, Ali, uh, Lane Kenworthy, Dean Baker, uh, the well-known economist, uh, uh, it, it goes on and on. We've had uh, Randy Perez, who uh, who helped uh, uh, you know unseat uh, Russell Pierce from the uh, from the Arizona Senate, and uh, eventually uh, helped uh, unseat uh, Sheriff Joe. He uh, has that so great story, Gary, about he's sitting in this meeting and uh, uh, Sheriff Joe and the crew decide to have him arrested. Only they don't know what he looks like, so they pick a Mormon lawyer, a well-known Mormon lawyer, and they have him arrested as being Randy Perez. So that doesn't go so well for uh, for them. Um, but I, I I think you're emphasizing that correct things that are just correct. So Linda Lake, if you don't know the name, folks, is is. Um, I guess you'd say a, a is a Democratic pollster, right, Gary? A, a feminist, feminist sort of point of view, and considered one of the best in the business of either Republican or Democratic leaning. Some pollsters are just straight down the line; they just poll. Others have a tend to work for either Democrats or uh, Republican. Um, and we happen to, to um, uh, Frank uh, Constanzo got us uh, those interviews with those people because he knew them from his political activities in New York, and so he gave us a. Uh, some help up. The show's always changed, and, and Gary can tell you this too, by who we have on it. And so each new uh, co-host or each new person participating brings us a whole bunch of new people. So uh, Frank brought us those people, and uh, um, if you go up to, to recent uh, times, um, uh, we had uh, St- Stephen Hanks has been helping out and been co-hosting recently. Brought us uh, 
a bunch of new names, the people we didn't uh, didn't know or we hadn't been able to get. Karen McClellan, I'm sorry Karen can't be with us today, but she had a death in the family, and our heart goes out to her, and we're sorry that this is about this. And and uh, but but Karen brought with her a vast knowledge of. Um, democratic politics in Arizona. She just knows ten times as many people as I do, and I expect Gary does. And then uh, we had Hava, um, our mixtress. He likes to call herself Hava Mixtress. And she was very deeply involved in the rights movement in Phoenix and knew people involved in this, uh, justice protest. Um, Black Lives Matter protests and protests over police brutality. So she brought a whole new set of, of guests that we never probably would have talked to who were based in Phoenix rather than here in the Verde Valley. So each person that's come and, and worked with us has brought a different Emphasis, and for instance, Gary brings a, di- a different emphasis to democratic perspective. He's been here all these years, and he's brought us what dozens of speakers, right, Gary? And a different emphasis. You have a, a different emphasis than some of the other um, co-hosts have had. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I've always looked at the, uh, you know, the the main reason I've been involved from the beginning and stay involved is. I look at every show as a learning experience. I, I've loved uh, the guests that we've had on. Uh, Steve uh, has brought in uh, so many college professors, and and uh, you know, so we could we could learn about uh, you know what's going on in uh, the Middle East. Uh, we had a, a guest, uh, Alice Rothschild, uh, who's a physician who's worked in uh, Gaza and. Uh, in the West Bank, she's Jewish, but is very much uh, upset about the treatment of the, in the Palestinians. So it, it's every show has been a great opportunity to learn, and uh, I, I always kind of view my my uh, area of expertise as in researching and trying to find the truth. And so, knowing we have a guest coming on, it's it's always a great challenge to. Uh, to dig in and find out what uh, what they have to offer and and what's uh, the reality of the uh, of the topic. Uh, uh, in the early days, we had two or three co-hosts, and we had Gary in the background, and Gary would do the research for us, and we would be sitting with. 10 page long <laughs> single space type uh, pages of, of research about the topic. And even if we could only use a part of that, it was really always ha- handy. And we used to um, call him Silent Gary LeMaster, and he would sit back away, away from where we're sitting at the mics. There's an area for, for guests back there. And he, and he would sit back there and, and make faces when we said things that were wrong or got the facts screwed up. And so he was really tremendously helpful. And um, he's now the webmaster of the show. The write-ups that we put on Facebook, uh, the write-ups you see of what the shows were about, are all written written by Gary, and he uh, keeps the web page. He's a major, major contributor in that way to a democratic perspective. We've always had some super volunteers, 
and we lost um, our two largest individual contributors um, uh, a year ago or so, and and uh, uh, they both both Dick Searle, who had been with us since the beginning and been our treasurer, and uh, uh, Klaus van Studerheim, who had come in like a ball of fire with all these new people, and uh, some of the people you still listen to or hear regularly, like. Uh, um, um, uh, Dan uh, Single, for example. We have Dan regularly because he's a good prognosticator, a good predictor of where politics is going and how the elections are going to go. So we have Dan regularly, and he's, he's a friend of uh, he's a friend of Klaus's. He was Klaus's uh, first friend when he when he came to the United States as an exchange student. So the show is made up a lot of what the people who are involved in it are interested in. I guess that's the simplest way. There's never been a, a hard ideology about this or that. People are, are welcome to, to think whatever that they want and say whatever they want. We haven't had a lot of um, fights with the Democratic Party Um there's never a Republican candidate as good as the Democratic candidate. As I said, some of them have been not so great in terms of their style as a, as a candidate. And um, I remember one fellow that Mike and I were interviewing, and we couldn't get him to talk. You know, Here's, you know, you're running for office and you don't like talking. It's, this is not a this is not a good mix. You know, and we had to pry everything uh, out of him. Um, so we don't really have any problems with the Democratic Party, but we are, in, in fact, completely separate from it. And but they, they also do support us. So, and the uh, Democratic Party does support we're us. We're very grateful for that. I will say this, the Democratic Party, when we started out, we were supported just by the people who were involved, and we didn't get any support from Democrats. But the Democrats have have come along and have supported us. They've never asked for any ideological position. They've never asked us to endorse anybody. They've never told us what to think. They've never even tried or hinted at us. They've always just kept hands off, supported us, and, and let us do our own thing, Gary. Absolutely. Um, one of the things is, uh, you know, was kind of thinking ahead for the show today was, was uh, in looking back at you know, some of the shows from the past, um, I was struck by, uh, I, I mentioned this to you, Steve, that I was struck that the issues that we were dealing with in 2011 uh, have only incrementally changed, and in some cases gotten worse. You know, it, it's uh, some of our early shows uh, were uh, addressing Republican attacks on public education, uh, their push for uh, school vouchers, um, uh, their attacks on Medicare and Social Security and trying to privatize uh, Social Security in, in particular, um, using the debt ceiling to leverage their power in, the, in Congress against the uh, Democratic administration. That's back. Um, you know, the uh, American Legislative Exchange Council, the the shadow government that, that uh, almost nobody knows anything about, but but they impact uh, legislation in, in states across the country dramatically. 
uh, dirty money that uh, comes from anonymous sources to support uh, candidates. Uh, that's been a, a pretty constant topic, and it's nothing much has changed with that. It's it's really astounding that that uh, some of these issues that that are unpopular with the majority of of Americans uh, and American voters um, still keep hanging around. Were there, uh, as you mentioned, Alec, and, and uh, you mentioned it, and it's an important, important organization that coordinates corporate money with Republican donors. And they have all these meetings and they donate to right-wing causes. And they've done it for decades. And we started talking about Alex, I think, in 2011. And every year we have to, to, Talk about it again because people, like you say, Gary, don't, they don't know about, okay, and they have no idea the impact of this. I mean, one of the jokes was that, um, that one of the fellows introduced a bill into the Arizona legislature. And what Alex does is they write the bills, right, folks? They write the bills, and then you sign on and pretend that you wrote the bill and introduce it in, say, the Arizona House or whatever. So um, this person took the, the Alec bill, but he forgot to click, clip off the name Alec. On the on the bill when he when he left the cover sheet on, showing that it was just written by Alex and he was just pallet, uh, passing it along. But the rest of the bills where people don't make that mistake are extraordinarily similar. Now a few words may be changed here and there, an issue may be changed, moved this way or that, but it's largely just boilerplate, Gary, and and. It's, it's, Go ahead. It's truly, it's truly a shadow government. You, you elect a Republican legislator for your state legislature, thinking that that person is going to represent you, and and they're going to write the legislation to represent you. And instead, they take legislation that's boilerplate, that's created by corporate attorneys working for Alec. And they they write the legislation, hand it off to the legislator that that you elected, and and the legislation really doesn't do anything for the constituents. It's all in, in benefit for for uh, conservative groups, uh, national uh, conservative groups, and for large corporations. It's it's really a disgusting development. I think it's. It's it's very anti-democratic with a small d. When you hear us talking, you can see that we're really issue-oriented. We've been issue-oriented since day one. We're not really personality-oriented. We're really oriented toward issues. And it is hard to believe, uh, Gary, that that the Republicans are always attacking Social Security and Medicare. In fact, is there... Rum, there's rumbles now that they're going to um, go on another attack against Social Security and Medicare. And when we did the research about how dependent people are on uh, Social Security, I mean, it's a real shocker. If something were to happen to it, it would be terrible. And back during the Bush administration, they tried to convince people that if they invested it, that is, if they hired uh, guys and paid them money to invest the money, they would be more return on the dollar. 
And this was before 2008 and the collapse of the market. So, I mean, they're, they're being encouraged to do things that are really, really not in their interest. Also, Gary has it in his, in his I'll go jump down to it, one of his sections. He says, uh, complex issue, public lands. Public lands, complex issue, goes on and on. Artificial intelligence, we did a program on that, a couple of programs. And the energy. Actually, we, we did a series on, on both public lands and artificial intelligence. And again, it's one of the reasons that I, I like to stay involved because, you know, working with Bill Timmerman, for example, on the artificial intelligence, I've learned more than I ever even wanted to about, about what's going to happen in the future with, with uh, computers. When, you know, we're now looking at self-driving vehicles uh, in the not-too-distant future. And one of the really negative things is, is deep fakes, where you can, you can take footage of, a, uh, of, of anyone, an actor or a politician, and you can change whatever they're saying. You can make it look like they're saying something that, that was never, ever on their minds, that they never actually said. It's, it's a real threat to the future as far as I'm concerned. Well, and the whole process, and I suppose we've, we've done a bunch of work on it, but social media generally um, is another area where there's a lot of threat to American democracy. And the amount of misinformation and lies and uh, bias and uh, was so great in the uh, when um, when Trump was running and during his his uh, tenure in the White House that it was overwhelming just ordinary factual information. I mean, it was it was frightening that 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 the level. Of, uh, I was talking to somebody on the internet and I said, "Well, I've been a hardcore free speech person, but it was pretty hard to watch." Uh, the lies actually dominate it. Um, if you get too many lies, too much misinformation, um, too much both misinformation in the sense of not being true, but also misinformation in the sense of shifting your focus so that you're not looking at what you should be looking at, but you're looking at something else. So you're not looking at a possible solution to help the immigration issue. You're just raging out about it. Go ahead, Gary. Well, one of the, the real threats of social media that has somewhat been addressed, but it's, it's still around uh, to some extent. In 2016, I was uh, getting uh, messages and memes from some of my friends that... Uh, my conservative friends that were, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people, if I see a meme that doesn't quite make sense or I'm not certain about, I will literally research it and find out the truth. And I was getting these these uh, bits of information and memes from friends that uh, when I did the research, found out that they were actually created by and, and circulated by Russian TV, and other Russian groups. Um, and so they had a huge impact on the, on the 2016 election. Um, I think much greater impact than most people even know today. 
Um, it's it's really been social media has been a real disaster for uh, facts and truth as uh, as far as I can see. Yeah, I'm I'm someone who believes there are facts and there is truth. And on the far left, there are people who only believe there's opinion. Some of the people supporting some of the most extreme left-wing stuff believe there's only opinion. On the right, there are people who just don't give a damn. You know, they don't, they, if it helps them and their cause, I mean, they take their, they, maybe they take their cue from Donald Trump. They don't care whether it's true or not. They don't care whether it has any factual basis. Um, and, and they just want to yell and scream. And so... On the internet, people are screaming at us that we're uh, socialist and we're this and that and we're destroying the country and we hate America. It's just the usual stuff from way back in the 60s. Same stuff or decades ago. Um, these are people who don't care at all whether what they say is true or not. They just want to fight with their enemy. Um, I wouldn't call them fascists or something unless I knew that they were fascist. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the thing is that there are many people now in, in the country who don't seem to care. All they want is things to say that agree with what they think. They have no concern uh, forever, as far as I can tell, Gary, on whether the thing is true. They really, they really don't care about that. In fact, true things sort of slow them down because they're ambiguous, because they're complex. It's better to have just a good, old-fashioned, straightforward lie. And I guess the bigger the lie, the more effective it is in, in terms of misinformation. It's amazing when... When we've run ads for our upcoming shows, you know, on, on non-controversial topics, or non-political topics, there's, there's this whole, um, mass of, of, uh, right-wing trolls on the internet that, and, and particularly social media, that, you know, apparently search for anything with the word Democrat in it or liberal. And then go, you know, attack it verbally online. And, and when we've run ads, it's been amazing the, the number of threats and, and, uh, and other, uh, junk that we've had to deal with to, uh, as comments on our, on our uh, website and, and on our, uh, ads. And when you look at it, uh, you know, I've, I've gone to the trouble to, to search for these people making the comments, search for them in, in social media on mm. Facebook and Twitter. And what you find is that they're mostly uh, in right-wing silos. You, you think that Facebook has has controlled their content and, and limited uh, disinformation, but that's only true on the general site. If you get in these private pages um, or even you know, um, pages that are on a particular right-wing uh, candidate or subject, um, it's filled with hate and misinformation, and they don't do anything about that. Um, but but the general public thinks that that's been controlled. 
Yeah, and the statements are vicious, and and some of some of them are are directly and baldly racist. They're deliberately racist, and uh, the rest of them they obviously haven't even looked at the website. They seem like a Gary, so they seem the name Democrat. And we'll be interviewing a fellow as we like we did last week who who was actually advocating a third party, and then we get denounced, you know, as you know, and. Our our thing is is as our opening statement says, we want to include a lot of information, a broad spectrum of accurate information. So moderates, progressive, liberals, and old-fashioned conservatives or conservatives can disagree, and then we can argue the fact. So if somebody wants to cut welfare because they don't believe welfare people deserve it, we can have an argument about that. But if they manipulate all the facts so that there's no factual basis to engage in an argument, the fact that that's what they think and the fact that, that, that normally we would, we would, uh, argue with them because, you know, uh, conservatives traditionally wanted small government. They don't want any kind of, they, in the old days, they didn't want any welfare hardly at all and they, they didn't care what happened to people because they believed that everybody who didn't do exactly right deserved what they got and so forth and so on. And so we would argue with them and they would argue with us and they would say we were soft and, you know, and, and blah, blah. And we would say, well, you know, this is, we're all in this country together and so forth and so on. But there was something to discuss. And the problem with the lies is that there's been no basis. So if somebody says Democrats are pedophiles and 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 uh, eating children, and you know, I mean, <laughs> where can you go with that? I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Um, it ends the it ends the discussion right there. The other it's, thing it's best summed up by him. Yeah. I'm not sure if many people are familiar with her, but. But uh, there's a, a, a famous journalist in the, in the Philippines who has has been in an ongoing battle with uh, with the former president uh, uh, Duarte, um, and she was constantly threatened by the government, and and she was uh, brought to trial and was going to be uh, put in prison for decades for simply printing the truth. And her name was Maria Ressa. And she had a wonderful quote recently that I uh, I took note of. If you don't have facts, you can't have truth. If you don't have truth, you can't have trust. If you don't have trust, you can't have democracy. And I think that that really says it all. Yeah, I, it used to be, and I, it still is sometime, that when the facts are on your side, when they begin to pile up on your side, you're having an argument or discussion even, then that changes things. But when you have people involved in conspiracy theory, uh, their minds have really been taken over, I think, to some extent by these theories. And so facts just don't matter. They'll, if, they'll just go deeper down the well, down the rabbit hole. The, the more that they lose an argument on one level, they'll just drop down to another level of conspiracy or, or whatever it is. So it, it, it puts people who want to discuss things in a difficult situation. At Democratic Perspective, 
the 99% of the talk radio is conservative. So when we founded Democratic Perspective, the reason it's called Democratic Perspective is we wanted to form a show where the other perspective, the Democratic perspective, was heard. We never meant that there was one Democratic perspective. And in fact, I wish we had called it Democratic Perspectives because there are a lot of different perspectives um, and there are a lot of different um, opinions that have support that, that you still disagree with, you know. In other words, somebody can make a really good case, um, a really good case against, uh, against immigration, right? But you still could disagree with them. But if it, but it's, it's not a crazy case. I guess that's, that's our, um, Complaint. And we found, I, as, as I think Gary was saying, it's, it was a, it's a been a real uh, uh, education, folks, to be on the show week after week and talking to all these people in academia, uh, activists, people who um, honor the country really by running for office because it's it, it's kind of a, a mixed bag to say the least. But, uh, you know, for example, we had Paul Lins on in 2011. He's a professor, and we talked about Iran in 2011. And we're going to have him on in February, in early February, and I think we're going to be talking about Iran, but also about now about the Ukraine. So Paul Lins will be back on the show. We regularly have uh, certain people we call on, Essentially, because they have something different to say, and because they're extremely knowledgeable, and um, Paul has worked with uh, Turkish professors and with a lot of information on Turkey and Iran. So we we, we go out and we look for uh, people who have special knowledge and and that we think it will interest our our listeners, and um, we maybe don't know uh, that well. Um, and, uh, you know, we have uh, people like Randy Perez, who just is, 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 uh, is uh, has been tussling with, with the mayor, um, I mean, uh, Sheriff Arpaio for some time. And I, I think he is a really good thing. Um, we've got a lot of good shows coming up. Democratic Perspective is independent. Uh, we get contributions from two democratic groups. Most of our comp- uh, contributions still come from individuals, always have. We're a local group. We're not part of any national group of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, group. We're a, a local political organization. We're open to a lot of different perspectives and we do read things when you don't write us hate mail, you know, which is most of what we get. And, you know, we heard uh, um, uh, Miles Taylor on, and what he said was that most of the things that get said on the Internet are by the most extreme people on the Internet. And that's certainly what we find. We get we get hate mail. Um, we got a little bit of a mail. I answered some from the far left. Uh, because in the far left, you have some people who are into conspiracy theories, too. In other words, they look at, at something by like Alec, and then they think it's completely closed off the American political system, and that you can't have any impact on it. 
where we see it as a difficulty and a flaw in our system. They see that there is no democracy in America, some people on the left. And so I was able to discuss some things with them, which I enjoyed doing. Um, Gary, what the else? Problem, if I could, the problem with ALEC is, is so few people actually know about it and know what it does. Yeah. And so it, it is this shadow government in a way that, that uh, it's unelected people who are making policy in the uh, in the US and in in every state within the US and and I mean that in itself is totally undemocratic but uh, until people become more aware of it and and uh, uh, you know strike out at it and try to to do away with it or at least control it it's it's going to have a a negative impact on our country until that happens. I think the the problem is that fundamentally people have to get interested in politics or find people who talk about politics who they trust to break through this this sort of system where they don't understand or don't have knowledge about what's going on. And so... um, I, you know, I'm sympathetic to people who don't want to spend hours and hours going through uh, political uh, stuff. Um, I, I don't have a solution for it. I mean, we've tried now for our t- 12 years to speak to people in ordinary language about ordinary issues that face Americans. We've done our best for 12 years to do this. Um, I, I don't don't have any solution. We've had a range of extremely um, erudite professors bringing all the way to, uh, you know, street activists who were, were out demonstrating. Uh, we had a wide variety of people. I would not take that back. Uh, we're open to suggestions. Uh, we're open to even um, uh, to people visiting the studio during the show. Um, if you have any questions, you, you can write us. It would be nice to get you know, something other than conspiracy and, and hate mail. Because, um, you know, because that's kind of hard to deal with. Gary? It's, it's pretty easy. I just delete it. But, um, <laughs> I mean, to respond to it is like, whoa. I mean, does he really think that? Did he really say that? They're, they're baiting you, so it's, you know, yeah. it's not worth responding to yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. But, but we would uh, welcome any thoughts. Uh, Suggestions for uh, for guests and upcoming shows. I think we'd be remiss if we don't also uh, acknowledge a few people who have helped us along the way. Yeah. Uh, Jim and Rita Ledbetter, uh, Ledbetter Law Firm, uh, not only helped us uh, as a legal consultant, but Jim and Rita held fundraisers for us to to keep us on the air. Uh, Tom Tayback, uh, uh, the owner of Chasm, has has been a a really great supporter, Steve Segner, uh, has uh, uh, has done a, a great job of helping support us and hosted a, a fundraiser. Uh, Dave Brushwood, as I recall, uh, contributed uh, a lot back in the day before he uh, he moved away from Arizona. So, um, and, as well as uh, Dora and the Yavapai County Democrats. 
Yeah. Uh, most of the people who are not with Democratic perspective have moved on. They've moved someplace else. And, um, and uh, we do thank them for their contribution. We, of course, mix, miss Dick Searle, a uh, dear friend, and uh, Klaus von Studerheim, um, another, you know, another one-off uh, person. And, and Paul, people, Paul Schwartz. Paul Schwartz was a wonderful man who was very helpful to us. All right, folks, I guess we have to wrap it up. I'm getting a, a hand waved under my throat. Not my throat, but somebody else's throat. So he's got to head off, Gary. Um, I'll um, talk to you next week. Uh, I think we're happy. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, Happy New Year, and uh, join us again next week. Thank you very much. Any questions? Send them to us. BVID.org. You've been listening to Democratic Perspective, brought to you by the Verde Valley Independent Democrats, a weekly talk show focusing on the political issues facing the Verde Valley, Sedona, Northern Arizona, and our nation at large. Catch us every Monday morning after the 8 a.m. news, right here on AM 780 KAZM. It's beautiful out there, folks. Have a great day.